that I believe that is right for this environment and for this service. I sought the Lord and the Lord gave me just a simple word. And I know that God always brings us something that we need, not what we want to hear. And it's important to hear the word of God even if you've heard it before. Or even if you're familiar with the scripture. Or you understand all the interpretations and revelations of it. The whole idea is to take the word of God in every day like you've never heard it before. That's what ministers to your body and enriches your spirit. Hallelujah. And so, Father God, we thank you for this wonderful afternoon. We know that your presence is with us. Your anointing was with us. Your glory is with us. Thank you for opening the doors of heaven to receive our praise and our worship. And we believe by faith that the windows of heaven are being opened right now so that the mighty blessings that you have for us is being released into our lives right now in Jesus' name. No one will leave here empty-handed. Everyone is going with our blessing, with our miracles, with our breakthrough, and the words of hope. We thank you, and we receive your ministration in this next few minutes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your amen needs to be born again. Amen. amen. Your amen needs to be baptized. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to spend just a few minutes. We take our main text from the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 24. And I will take two verses in verse 14 and verse 15. Joshua 24 verses 14 and 15. The Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And, and, and this is my preaching. Right? So as you hear the word, you need to know that this is what God is telling you today. It might be as simple as it is. Don't expect me to add any much revelation to it. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him. In sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods that your fathers served on the other side of the flood. And in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Verse 15. And if it be seen evil unto you to serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. Choose to serve God. That is my theme for this morning. Choose 
to serve God. It's good to see this wonderful ministers of God that God has used our pastor to call and to train and to polish and get them ready to be presented to God in ordination today. It's so wonderful to see. For some of you, I've known you when you dropped out of your mother's belly. And some of you have seen you when you came in with your green socks and yellow t-shirts and didn't know where the way to Kentucky was. Some of you have seen you being taught how to lead prayers and how to open the scripture and break it down. Some of you have seen you being taught how to evangelize on the streets and how to win souls. So it's always wonderful to see when God brings people like you to a time like this where we kickstart your calling in ministry. And so, specifically, this word may be for you as the elect ministers of the work of God. But also, it is for all of us that this admonition is coming to. The Lord is asking us to choose to serve him. That is why Joshua was speaking to the people of Israel. And when I read the scripture carefully, you see, a lot of the time when we hear the scripture, choose you this day whom you will serve, we are looking or we are thinking that this scripture is meant for the people of the world. And the unbelievers choose to serve God or you go to hell. But if you look at it carefully, this scripture is actually meant for the people in the kingdom of God. It's for the church people. Amen? Because, you see, Joshua was talking to the Israelites. The Israelites were the chosen people of God. These were the people who God called his children. And so he was not talking to unbelievers or people who had nothing to do with God. He was talking to people who knew God as their God. But yet still, he was still asking them to choose. Tell your neighbor, this is deep. Yeah. You see, a lot of the times when we, we, we think that we, we come to church, and, 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 and to be frank, most of us came to church, you know, through different channels. <laughs> different channels. Some took the bus, some drove, even this morning, you know. Some walked, some came on horsebacks. Bicycles, some run, you know, and you some are here for different means. Mm. Mm. Some are here for different ideas, they've got different reasons for being here, different reasons, different agenda. Different channels that got all of us here. 
And so you may be a part of our family, CICC, and you're, you, you, you are into it and you are enjoying the whole atmosphere and everything. But you see, however, whatever that brought us all here together does not guarantee that we are all serving God. I just came here with my apostolic hat on this morning. Just to release a clear and simple word to you. Being here and belonging to this wonderful church of ours does not guarantee that you are serving God. Amen. You see, <laughs> you may be here because you think that maybe, oh, you know, you fancy one nice girl. Me. May one come see, you know. Mm -hmm. Are you see one bearded goat? I'm not looking in anyone's face. <laughs> I'm not going any further than the beard. <laughs> The, the good goat, not the not that one. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going that way. <laughs> so, if we look at it carefully, the Lord may have chosen us. Jesus said, "You have not chosen me, but I chose you." But you see, God can choose us to bless us. We say God chooses whom to bless. This is his will and he can do that for us at any time. But the fact that God has chosen to bless you also still does not mean that you have chosen to serve him. Because a lot of us judge the things we have and the things we have been able to achieve and the things we own and the people we know and the connections we have. And we think that, oh, you know, how can you tell me that I'm not serving God? If I wasn't serving God, how can I be driving this car? How can I be living in this house? How can I be doing? No, you can have all that and still not be serving God. I hope you get in the message this morning. Choose. Ye this day. Choose. Choose. Yes, choose is a choice. <laughs> it means to pick out or select what is most useful and fitting for use. You see, choosing is a deliberate act. It's an intentional action. It's not something that it, it happens by fluke. No, when you're supposed to choose, that means you, you have alternatives. You have things around you. You have options that you can choose from. And so you don't just go and do what Dr. Frank was doing, mini, 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 more. No. A lot of you have chosen your life partners Either with your eyes closed. (laughs) 
Am I talking to you? Some of you are also have also spoiled for choice. Too many options. And for people like you, I've got a conference with you straight after church. I hope I'm preaching good this morning. You see, when you have to choose, you have to know that it's a deliberate, intentional act that you need to do it with wisdom and carefully. Don't just choose anything. Don't choose anyhow. Don't choose at any random time. You need to be intentional about your choices. The Bible says all things are lawful. That means you can do anything. You are free to do anything you want to do. However, not all things are helpful. So when you have options, you need to think before. And we are blessed with this one scripture that is telling us what to choose. Choose ye this day. You know, we are being told by, by God and by the word to choose to serve God. It says, I place before you blessings and curses, but choose blessing. That is how easy God makes this coursework. He's given us coursework, but he says, do this and get the pass mark. But how come we always get it wrong? See, because the Bible is made up of Choices and options all the time. There's always opposites that we need to choose from. We've got man, you either be man or woman. There's no middle. Should I stay there or should I? The system is trying to force us and push us and, 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 and cause us to accept something that is not. Gender fluid. I had one, one recently. It's called, it's called pangender. Pan, pansexual. That means anything and everything goes. From an animal to mango tree. I can pan through everything. The question is, what and who have you chosen to be? We, 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 we orchestrate big conferences and, and big, you know, whatever, um, um, G20 and whatever, you know, fly into places to have conferences and seminars and with big nations trying to save nature. But yet still, we are destroying nature by the very decisions we have allowed society to get into. We want to save nature, but yes, our choices are destroying nature. If nothing goes up, how can rain come down? And so if we say that everything keeps going, can keep going up, 
or things just come, we will all be flooded and die. So there is a giving and taking. There's the one who gives and the one that receives. There's a giver and a receiver. In everything in this world, there are two grounds. Electricity. Negative and positive. In woodwork. In technology. All these things you see here. There's a female and male cables. Only human beings. We want to have... Let me move on from this situation before I get myself... We want to ordain ministers. There is good and there's evil. You cannot be in two grounds. Are you with me? There's the strong and then there's the weak. You can't be weak, strong. You have to be something. Am I talking to somebody? You have to be bold or you have to be fearful. Am I talking to you? And you need to choose where you belong. Is it blessings or curses? In Matthew chapter 6 verse 24, I'm talking about choosing. It says here, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So, ministers that are going to be ordained today, you cannot choose to serve yourself and still say you are serving God. A lot of us serve. Let me not go in there. But you need to consider yourselves. Whether you are serving the God of the church or you are serving the man of the church. You see, so many of us come to church and even especially the workers of the church think that we are serving Reverend Chris or Reverend Gloria, but we don't understand that we are here to serve God through serving them. Because this word is very simple. This is what we teach in youth, youth ministry, but this is what God said I should bring you. Listen. If you choose to serve God, you may be offended. The Bible says it is impossible, but offenses. <laughs> so you cannot avoid it. So you will in fact, you must be offended. Am I talking to you? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, offense will come. Days of demotivation will come. Days of where Mama Gloria will just pass by you and not even acknowledge you will come. Days where Pastor... Pastor <laughs> Days that Pastor Sam will pull you up for the day that you thought you did your best, you said, this is rubbish. Those days will come. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Have the days manifested already? Those days will come, but the question is that, that will test whether you are serving God or whether you are serving pastor. Am I talking to somebody? If you are serving God, 
God, you will still stay, you will still do your work, you will still serve, you will still go ahead and do what you are, know you're supposed to be doing. But you will, listen, but if you are here to serve reverend, to serve pastor, to serve the whatever, or you are here because of some something, something. If you are here because of Pastor Gloria and the way she dances on the stage, the day she doesn't dance, or the day the doctor says, sit down, let her sit down and rest her bones a little bit. We used to come to church. When you are here because you choose to serve a man, the Bible says the arm of flesh will fail you. So you do not even trust your own. Because there are days that you will tell yourself today, I will be the happiest person. I will smile today. I will enjoy it. You open your door and the most annoying person. You say, as for today, I want to go to church. I want to talk much. I'll be, I want to be gentle. I want to be. That's the day you will fool around in front here like never, never before. So you can't even trust your own emotions. So don't trust on your own emotions. You cannot trust man. That is why we are being told to choose to serve God, not choose to serve man. If you choose to serve man, man will let you down. Man will disappoint you. Man will ignore you sometimes. Man will pull you back sometimes. When you need man, man may not be there. But if you choose to serve God, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what, you, what the people are doing to you. It doesn't matter what you're going through you know that you are here to serve your God and not to serve man this sort of preaching if I if I take you to Ghana and some of these places where the pastors want to feel they will sack me from their church <laughs> is, is it not true yeah. don't know because their pastors, when they come from right from their door, their car, they are lifted. They, can't, they shouldn't touch the floor. So if I come and say, "Don't, you are not, don't serve the pastor, serve God," <laughs> that will be the end of my ministry. <laughs> so I hope I'm doing right, <laughs> senior men of God. <laughs> Let us endeavor to serve God and not man. You see, we serve God through serving our spiritual leaders or through serving our church. But you are still serving God. You are taking instructions and directions from your leaders, but you are not serving your leaders. You are obeying to serve God. Joshua served God through serving Moses. Samuel served God through serving Eli. And in the temple, Elisha served God through serving Elijah. In fact, Elisha, Elisha's title, even when he was the main prophet 
<laughs> his title was the one <laughs> that poured water on Elijah's hands. He was the one that poured water on Elijah's hands. They didn't know him by any other credentials. They knew him by his service. But because of the service to God that he did through his master, he was also elevated. So men and women of God to be ordained and children and workers of the house, please listen to us. Don't come to church hoping and looking to serve man. Serve God through your leaders. How many of us do work? If you're, even if you're not working, you're working. So the question is, do you work for your boss or you work for your money? Do you work for your boss or you work for your money? You work for your money. But how do you get your money? Clap for yourselves. You are very good students. You work for your money by serving through your bosses or obeying your boss's instruction. That is why even as nasty as some of them can be and as scary as some of the workplaces can be, Hallelujah. As intimidating as some of your, your, your supervisors can be, you still wake up and go to work. Not because you love your boss. Not because you're in love with your supervisor. No, no, unless, of course, there's something. Yeah. Uh, hello? I might be getting to somebody's notes, but it's fine. Am I talking to somebody? You don't do that. You, listen, you go, even if you're supposed to work at ungodly hours, on unsociable hours, you, snow, sleet, whatever, you, even pandemic, you drag yourself to work. Not because you love McDonald's so much. Not because you love Amazon. You don't even know the boss. You, even if he passes you, you would never know him. Some of you work for companies that you don't even know who owns the company. They might be living next door to you, but you never know. But the reason why you go is because you're working for your money. There is a reason behind your effort. And that is how we need to apply it when it comes to the work of God. You work and serve God. Through serving your pastors and serving in the church. Listen, don't fall so much in love with the good music and the good singing and the dancing and all that revival that's going on. Don't fall in love with the antics on the outside. Fall in love with Jesus and everything shall flow naturally. You would not have to force it. You wouldn't have to orchestrate it. We wouldn't have to tell you to jump. You, you are in love with Jesus. So your worship will be pure. Your praises will be sincere. Your prayers will be effective. Why? Because you are not doing it unto man. You are doing it unto God. Because the day the reverend will come and say that no more dancing in the church. Let's see how many of you will be in church the next Sunday. Who 
have you chosen to serve? To serve means to work for or work under somebody. It means to minister. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. Then saith Jesus to him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall you serve. After Jesus was shown the whole world, and the devil said to him, If only you can bow down and worship me, I will give you everything. How can you promise the owner <laughs> the owner everything. You are a tenant. You telling the landlord. You're promising to give the landlord the same building that he built. Listen. The one you worship is the one you serve. So the question is, who are you worshiping? Some of you worship your boyfriends. Some of you worship your wives. Some of you worship your cars. Some of you worship your, your houses. Some of you worship your phones. Give me more, give me more. Some of you worship your wigs, your weaves, your makeups, your muscles. Some of you worship your physical appearance. You worship your combination. That is what you, you that, when I say worship, that means you pay more attention to it than you pay attention to God. That's what Dr. Frank was trying to tell us. If you can watch Netflix for five hours, but you can only pray for five minutes, then listen, there's something is not right with your Christian walk. That means you have not chosen to serve God. Is that simple message? Is, is that simple message enough for you? Because Pastor Frank has done all the high-level things. Let me, let me stay my level. Make sure that your service is to the one you worship. If you worship God, you will serve God without any problem. But if you worship your space and your time and your comfort, then that's what you'll be serving. And that's why when you come to church and you spend one hour at choir practice, you'll be looking at your time and looking at the bearded man. And he said, why are you? He knows I love him. I love him. I love him. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Serve the Lord with gladness. Don't serve pastor with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Don't serve your, 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 your whatever, your car with gladness. And serve God with bitterness. Some of you, when you are washing your car, man, when we were young, man, pastor would tell you. You know, we bought our first cars and, man, you put it in front of your house and you're washing it and you put the Bob Marley reggae music. The whole area. And then you're washing the car. Our worst. 
polishing the thing and with reggae music or jazz music, Mr. Magic, tum, 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 and then you're washing the whole area who know that you are bought a new car. Uh-huh. Vauxhall Cavalier. That, that one. We will spend time. But whilst if we're supposed to go to church, we have issues with it. Serve the Lord with gladness. When the choir was singing here, because of what I love to do, I'm sure some of the ladies would think, what's this man doing? I kept looking at them and said, smile. 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 Because the words you were, you were singing... And your countenance was not matching. You are my children, so I can, I, can, I can do my business. I kept looking at some of them. I said, smile. Put a smile on your face. Serve the Lord with gladness. You cannot tell somebody to make a joyful noise. And you are, you, 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 your, your countenance is like you've been baptized in lemon juice. And he says, come before his presence with singing. So it's good to sing. A happy soul sings. That is how you serve God joyfully. Five minutes, let me round up. How do we serve? We serve God by working. A servant of God is anyone who believes in God and does his will. The word does there means to do, to act, to work. So when we say we, you, are, you are serving, that means you are working. You cannot be serving with your hands in your pocket. Hello? When we say to serve, it means to minister. So every minister is a servant. To minister means to attend to or to help. Is it simple enough for you? Yes. So those of you going to be ordained, you are being called into ministry. You are being called literally into servanthood, not into lordship. You are not here to lord over us. You are here to serve the people. That is what it means to minister, to be a servant. Jesus said that he who wants to be the greatest should be the servant, the least amongst you. He said, if you have seen me, your Lord and your teacher, wash your feet, go and do the same. Let me put some stinking feet on your dining table and see if you will get down and wash it and massage it. Or you rather want the glory and the glamour. And this is what the devil likes to see ministers who are parading themselves as kingpins and projecting it to the rest of the world. And so that is what the church has been labeled with. Ministers are supposed to be servants, not lords. Servants. Serve. Serve. Serve continuously. To serve means to obey. To serve means to, to listen to instructions and obey respectfully. Obey authority. Because if you don't obey, you're going to rebel. If you respect authority, you will obey their instructions. To serve also means to present. 
If you're presenting something, like you go to a restaurant and, and they're presenting the food to you, it means they're serving you. In fact, you call the ones that are presenting the food to you, you call them waiters. They are waiting on you. So the question is, how do you wait on God? How do you present yourself to God? As Christians, we have been told to present ourselves in a particular way. Popular scripture, Romans 12 verse 1, that we're supposed to present ourselves as what? A living sacrifice. Living, not dead, living sacrifice. That means whatever you do, you should know that you are giving it to God. It's a sacrifice and a sacrifice is something that should cost you. If it costs you nothing, it's not a sacrifice, it's a show off. You didn't clap, so I know that it's gone somewhere. <laughs> present. So as Christians, we are supposed to present ourselves. Present ourselves. Not stay at home and watch on Zoom. Present ourselves. Present ourselves. The choir, present yourself. Ushers, present yourselves. Pastors, present yourselves. Members, present yourselves. That is how you serve God. You present yourself well. Not anyhow. Holy and acceptable. Holy unto God and acceptable unto man. That is how we're supposed to conduct our service to God. To serve also means to provide with regular and continuous supply. To supply. I'm serving you, you know, and you're constantly giving it consistently. If you're going to give services in the church, it needs to be continuous. Not here today, gone tomorrow. Show up one week and away for six weeks. Excuses upon excuses. That is not the way we serve God. Then you have chosen to serve yourself. You have chosen to serve your agenda. You have chosen to serve your friends. Because some of you, the, 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 the minute a friend suggests something, a family member suggests something, you are in Scotland, you are in Wales, you are in Edinburgh, you're everywhere. You never find time to serve God and serve him well. A couple of things and I'm over. To serve means to be a partaker. To be a partaker. You partake in whom you choose to serve. An ambassador that represents his nation is supposed to be a national, a citizen of that nation. You cannot serve your nation if you are not a national, a citizen of that nation. So you cannot choose to serve God if you are not a member of the kingdom. A lot of us reject God and his kingdom. And we go on about spirituality. I'm just spiritual. And I like to live spiritually. It's nothing about the church or the God. The, Jesus is coming from the church, the bride. So if you are not part of the bride, I'm sorry. You can be as spiritual as you want. He's not coming for spiritual people. He's coming for his church. Because he knows that his church are the people who knows their, their worstiness. Except his blood. They cannot go anywhere or do anything. His church are the ones that know that they are living by grace and under mercies. But those who know, who think that they are so spiritual, they don't need the church. There will be a disappointment on that day. 
is coming for his bride. The bride is the church. Amen. To serve means to be useful. That means you are fit for purpose. If you are a servant, you should be fit for purpose. Otherwise, you'll be useless. Like I heard Pastor Gloria say yesterday, exalt yesterday, last night. I listened all throughout. When you were going deep, I, I just fell asleep. She was sharing. She was sharing about we being salt and light. So if you lose your light, or if you lose your, your taste, your salty taste, your savory taste, you'll be thrown in the bin. A lot of you feel rejected by God and feel rejected by the presence of God and everything. It's because you have not made yourself useful. You have to be fit for purpose physically. So you need to keep healthy. Go for rounds, walks, gym, whatever. Be ready so that when the church needs you, you'll be ready to deliver. You need to be ready mentally. Don't fill your mind with junk. Otherwise, when the church needs you to stand up and pray, you'll be thinking about Peter. And the raunching time you had two nights ago. Hello? I believe I'm preaching well. You should be useful. Emotionally useful. Some of you are emotional wrecks. And if you know that you need prayer, deliverance, and counseling, seek, don't seek the attention. Seek help. Get yourself emotionally corrected. Emotionally balanced. You see, when you operate on emotions, you're operating in the soulish realm. That is why the soul will always fight against the spirit. And the soul controls the body. Because you are a spirit that has a soul and lives in the body. Your spirit is in the image of God. That is that DNA of God in you. Because God is a spirit and he made you in his image. Your soul was given you so that you can feel, touch, smell and do all that. When you are on earth. So somebody says thank you. You can, uh, you can enjoy. When someone gives you a gift. You can laugh. When somebody tells a joke. You can laugh. Or something happens. You can cry. All these things are works of the soul. So if you, if you are serving God with your emotions. The day you roll out of bed from the wrong side. God will not be served. Am I talking to you? The day there is no money in your pocket. God cannot be served. You will not dance during offering time. Because you, to you, you are broke. But you don't know that your father owns the cattle of it on a thousand hills. Am I talking to somebody? So you need to be ready and prepared for use emotionally. A lot of you do everything you do on emotions. Not in the spirit. You need to be prepared spiritually. Like Pastor uh, Dr. Frank was saying, we need to learn to stay in the presence of God and pray and get saturated so that whatever we do will be in the spirit. It will not be physical or emotional. And the last one, to serve means you need not only to be useful, but to be usable. There's a difference between being useful and being usable. That means easy to use. 
not to take advantage of, but then you are available when you are needed. You are durable. You will stay even when you are being asked to, you know, do things over and over again. You are durable. You are constantly in a durable working order because you, are, you know how to put things right and be ready to be sent, to be asked to do things, to reach out to people, to go evangelism, to go leafletting, to whatever. You are ready to do it. You should be usable, ready to be used and available to be used every time. So to end, what I'm trying to say is that Joshua was speaking to the children of God and he says, choose ye this day whom you shall serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he was giving them an example of his life, his choice. He has chosen to serve God. And he was speaking to the people of God. So there may be people of God, but they are not servants of God. This does not get God to recognize you in the heavenly realm. You don't add anything, any value to your legacy. If all you do is to choose to serve yourself and earthly things that are here today and gone tomorrow. Somebody asked me a question. He said, what are charismatics going to do when music and PA is taken out of their hands? What are we going to do? Because a lot of us serve God only through the atmosphere. But the deep ones don't need a guitar or a drum. They only need a connection with their maker.